0: Mahler wrote 44 songs, of which half are based upon poems extracted from the popular anthology of German folk poetry, des Wunderhorn. Several of these Wunderhorn songs became part of the published edition of songs, known as Lieder und Gesänge aus der Jugendzeit. But the more mature songs, based upon Wunderhorn texts, were written after the publication of these Jugend, or youth songs and became known by the name of the anthology from which their texts were taken, and Wunderhorn. Certainly many of the songs in the Wunderhorn series are humorous, contain delightful witticisms, and indulge in fantasies of an ironic nature. Mahler's humor here is sometimes obvious and at other times subtle. He is likely to interject humor into a text that seems devoid of it, as he is to enhance a humorous subject with musical puns. The music Mahler wrote for the songs on military subjects reveal an anti-war stance, even though the texts themselves appear on the surface to give the opposite impression. The Des Knaben wunderhorn poetic anthology was already extremely popular in Germany when Mahler first came across it. Heralded as an exemplification of the Germanic Volkgeist, it seemed to satisfy the need to celebrate a common past, for a people whose national unity was long in coming. Heine summarized the significance of these poems in his usually perceptive manner. We feel the heartbreak of the German people, he said. Here, German passion burns and German jesting makes merry. Here, German love blooms. Here sparkles both truly German wine and truly German tears. The book contains some of the loveliest flowering of the German spirit. Before Mahler, only two songs by celebrated composers, Schubert and Brahms, used Wunderhorn poems as their texts. Mahler was so attracted to the folk-like character and rustic simplicity of these songs that he drew more from the Wunderhorn collection than from any other single source. These naive, unadorned poems contain much of what Mahler treasured in the German spirit. He felt that the natural humanizing simplicity of the poems was becoming lost in modern cosmopolitanism and nationalism. Mahler's Knaben Wunderhorn is not truly a song cycle any more than the youth songs in their collection. The only link among these songs is their literary source. The first ten of the twelve Wunderhorn songs were written between 1892 and 1895. The last two, Ullicht and Es sungendrei Engel, were written several years later and then incorporated into the second and third symphonies as movements of them. Thereafter when Mahler had become steeped in the more sophisticated, though moody, poetry of Friedrich Rickert, he wrote his most fiercely anti-war military songs, Revelge and Der Tamborgsgesell, to Wunderhorn Texts. These songs were first published not as part of the Wunderhorn collection, but in the volume given the title Sieben Lieder aus dem Zeit" Seven Late Songs. In 1970, a new edition of the Wunderhorn series incorporated these two late songs, thereby making an even dozen. There is no prescribed order in which the songs that finally comprise this Knaben Wunderhorn are to be presented. I will discuss the songs Ullicht and Es drei Engel in the context of the symphonies that include them as movements. As with his earlier songs, the wunderhorn leader owe much to Schubert and Schumann, especially the artful and epic style of the former. Yet their folk-like style is clearly identifiable as Malarian, with its Slavonic elements, military march rhythms, and simple rustic charm. The vocal line is predominantly diatonic, with harmonies in fourths and fifths that give the song an old-world grace and innocence. The original piano accompaniment was written with the orchestra in mind, much more so than with Mahler's earlier leader. Although composing his songs with an intention to orchestrate them was not the usual procedure, even in Mahler's time. It had precedence in songs composed earlier by Berlioz and Wagner. But Mahler went further than they did in his creative use of solo instruments and instrumental combinations for their coloristic effects to enhance the meaning of the text. Mahler weaves motivic elements into the fabric of these songs, even more clearly than in his earlier songs, enriching both the musical line and the aesthetic characterizations of the texts. This is not to suggest that he clutters his songs with too much motivic material that might weigh down his scores with dense textures. His art is simplicity itself, yet there is much subtlety and refinement. Each song is fashioned as a perfect combination of artistic skill and rustic charm. Yet Mahler's folk-like characterizations are not stylized to suit a cosmopolitan taste. Contrary to the accepted fashion, his folk songs can be as crude and boisterous as they can be charming and simplistic. It was certainly ironic that Mahler was criticized in his own time for setting folk poetry to such modern music. As I have mentioned regarding other dialogue songs that are part of the Jugendlieder, it is the best practice not to have two vocalists sing the dialogue songs together. While some texts specify male and female parts as if written in the form of conversations, Mahler made it very clear that he did not want these songs to be sung by a male and a female singer. Although Mahler had a male and female singer perform a few of these songs in Hamburg, they did not sing together in any one song. Mahler did use female singers for his songs, even if less frequently than male singers, but the exceptional performance of this Knaben Wunderhorn that has been chosen for this chronology does, unfortunately, commit this faux pas in the dialogue songs. Several of the Wunderhorn songs find their way into the first four symphonies, either in their entirety, as with Uhrricht and das himmlische Leben, or in a purely orchestral treatment in which Mahler expands upon the original, revising its instrumentation to suit the symphonic context and interjecting segments not included in the song itself, as with his use of Ablösung im Sommer in the Third Symphony's Third Movement. In fact, the aesthetic character of the Wunderhorn songs, with their ingenuous, folk-like charm, and frequent references to nature, so pervades the symphonies of Mahler's first period that many commentators refer to them as the Wunderhorn symphonies.